welcome to Heart of the Psalmist, cultivating the heart of creatives. Now, your host, Sharvis Witted. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Heart of the Psalmist. This is the show where we're asking God to create in us clean hearts so that we can create for Him. I'm your host, Sharvis Witted. As always, I appreciate you stopping by and joining in the conversation. Today, my topic is David's only fear. David's only fear. You know, one of the things the Bible repeatedly says is that we should not fear. Now, some have said the phrase fear not appears 365 times in the Bible. You probably heard this before. Uh, one for each day of the year. And while that's pretty nice, um, that's actually not true. Um, But it is true that the Bible says a lot about fear, actually far more than 365 times. Let me give you a few examples. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. Joshua 1 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. 2 Timothy 1 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Psalms 34 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. 1 John 4 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Psalms 27, 1. This is David speaking. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Psalms 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Psalms 118.6, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Isaiah 35.4, say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. And one more, Psalms 56 verses 3 to 4, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise In God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Now, we could do this all day, but I think you get the point. The inspired scriptures repeatedly tell us to trust in God and not fear. Says that over and over again. Now, several of the verses that I just read are Psalms of David. And as I always say on this show, David is the poster child for creativity in scripture. He clearly learned to trust God and not fear. But, you know, there's one thing I found that David actually did fear. And he spoke of it in Psalms 51. That's his psalm of repentance for the sin he committed with Bathsheba. It's Psalms 51, 11. Let me read it to you. David said, do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Me. 
Don't cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Wow. I mean, considering the circumstances, David had a lot of things at the time to be concerned with. Let me run you down a list. I mean, one, he was an adulterer. Two, he was guilty of premeditated murder. He planned the murder of Uriah out. How about the embarrassment of that entire situation? How about potentially losing his throne in the kingdom and also maybe losing his life? But he was concerned about one thing in the psalm, the spirit of God departing from him. Now, he'd seen this happen before with Saul. Actually, you can turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13 to 14, and we can read what happened with Saul. Again, that's 1 Samuel 16, 13 to 14. It reads, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, him as David, in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel set out and went to Ramah. Now check out verse 14. This is what happened to Saul. Now the spirit of the Lord left Saul. And we know how Saul from that point on just spiraled downward until he ultimately died. Now I believe that David remembered what happened to Saul. He loved Saul. I know that he remembered this. That's what I think. He remembered when God's spirit left him and he had come to value God's spirit so much that he could not fathom or imagine living without it. So he cried out to God in that song. I believe this is why he was quick to repent and why he worshiped the Lord when the prophet Nathan confronted him. Remember after the child and Bathsheba's womb died, he had prayed and fasted for the child and he realized the child had died. Here's what the Bible says he did in 2 Samuel 12, 20. So David got up from the ground, washed, anointed himself and changed his clothes. And check this out. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Wow. Here's actually a great quote on this subject from a book I have in my collection that was written by Catherine Kuhlman, um, that woman who had a great ministry. Um, The book is called The Greatest Power in the World. And she spoke of this. I love what she says. She said, we see here a cry of real repentance and at the same time, a glimpse into the greatest fear that David ever knew. It is stated in the next seven words of that Psalm, verse 11, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. David knew that the Holy Spirit had been taken from Saul. He knew the Holy Spirit had been taken from Samson and that Samson wist not that the Lord was departed from him. So David, fearing lest the marvelous power and spirit be taken from him, cried out, cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. In other words, David was saying, Take everything else that I might have. Take any earthly possessions that may be mine. Take any earthly power that I might possess. Take it all. But please cast me not away from thy presence, O God, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. For when he is departed, I'm just mere flesh, an ordinary man without power. Wow. Powerful words from a woman who certainly valued the Holy Spirit if you research her and study about her. She called the Holy Spirit her friend. 
Now, this same Holy Spirit is in all believers today. The Holy Spirit imputes to us all Christ accomplished. You know, the whole salvation package, justification, propitiation, redemption, regeneration, all those big fancy words, all that stuff that Christ accomplished on the cross. We get it through the Holy Spirit. He imputes it to us. We're even in a better position than David was. We have a better high priest. Better blood was shed for us. We have a better covenant, etc. Book of Hebrews talks about that. But here's my question. Do we feel the way David felt about the Holy Spirit? Do we have that same sense of value that David had about the Holy Spirit? Now, according to Jesus, he'll never leave us. That was David's concern. But in the new covenant, that won't happen. Jesus said this in John 14, 16. I will ask the father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. So he's not going anywhere, but we can grieve him. Here's what Paul says in Ephesians 4.30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now, grieve there is the Greek lipeo, means to cause to feel sorrow or unhappiness. Now, what does grieving the Holy Spirit look like? We hear that a lot, but what does it look like? I did some digging in Scripture. Grieving the Spirit in Scripture is closely tied to rebellion. Let me give you a few examples. Uh, Isaiah 63.10, when they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. He's talking about the children of Israel. They rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit in doing so. Uh, Another example is found in Psalms 106. Verses 32 to 33. They also provoked him to wrath at the waters of Mirabah, so that it went hard with Moses on their account, because they were rebellious against his spirit. He spoke rashly with his lips. And here's a New Testament example. This is Stephen speaking before he was martyred. Um, You men are stiff necked and uncircumcised in heart. And ears are always resisting the Holy Spirit. You are doing just as your fathers did. That's Acts 7.51. Now, to rebel means to defy and resist control or authority. When we grieve the Holy Spirit, we're not allowing him to lead us. We're resisting his role as helper and teacher in our lives. Sometimes we even rely on our creative ability more than him. And I want to give you three ways that you can improve your relationship with the Holy Spirit so that we will come to value him the way that David did. Here's the first one. Remember that he is God. Sometimes we forget that the Holy Spirit is also God. He's the third person of the Trinity. He's not a downgrade from Jesus. When Jesus left, it didn't get worse for us. In fact, Jesus said, It was to our advantage that he go and the spirit come. And it's not hard to understand why. When Jesus was on earth, the Holy Spirit was in him. When Jesus left, the Holy Spirit is in all of us. So now it's like Jesus everywhere. That's why it was to our advantage. Now we are the temple of God. That's what Paul calls us. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in us and he's God. He's of the same divine essence that Jesus, the son and God, the father are. They all have different roles, but they all are the same divine essence. That's that great mystery. But they all three are God. 
God in three persons. And also notice I said he, not it. The Holy Spirit is not an impersonal force. He's a person. He's God. And we should reverence and stand in awe of him. So that's the first thing we need to do. Remember that he is God. Number two, read about him in scripture. Our thoughts and ideas about the Holy Spirit are often misguided because we don't read what scripture says about him. It's that simple. Something all he does is come around when praise and worship is high and give us goosebumps and a happy-go-lucky feeling. And yes, he does at times move in a corporate setting and impact us in tangible ways and ways that we can feel in our body. But limiting him to this is unfortunate. We need to get into the word of God, get into the word of God, open it up, start reading about the Holy Spirit. Um, Start with what Jesus said about him in the Gospel of John in chapters 14 to 16, and then move to the book of Acts and see how the Holy Spirit led and was involved in what the apostles were able to do. And you'll find out quickly that there is so much more to the Holy Spirit than causing us to have goosebumps. There's so much more. So get into the scriptures, start with what Jesus said in John 14 to 16, move to the book of Acts. You can even also examine the life of Jesus Christ, because remember when he was baptized in the Jordan River, the Holy Spirit came upon him. And that really is our model for how the Holy Spirit should operate in our lives. So read all those things and you'll begin to understand that there's a lot about the Holy Spirit you may be missing. And here's the final thing. We said that you need to remember that he's God, read about him in scripture, and lastly, relinquish control of your life to him. You see, when you remember that he is God and you learn about him by constantly reading and studying the scriptures, closely examining what it says about him, you'll understand better why it is actually in your best interest to let him take the lead in your life. It's for your benefit. He's God. He's your number one teacher. That Bible that we study, it was inspired by him. It was him working through men. So he knows it better than anybody. He's here to help us, to empower us to represent Jesus Christ on the earth. You can't do without him. Remember what Jesus told the apostles at his ascension. Don't you do anything. You wait here until you receive power on high. I want you to represent me. I want you to carry the message of this gospel. I've given you a great commission, but you can't do it until you have the third person of the Trinity, the helper inside you, empowering you. It is in our best interest to learn to value the Holy Spirit the way that David did. And these three things can help you. Remember that he is God. Begin to read about him in scripture and relinquish control of your life to him. Amen. Well, that's all for today's episode. As always, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you in two weeks again with another episode. Until then, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon.